Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of The Now Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his... I don't even have a joke, Dave! Dave, Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast post-Super Bowl edition. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Andrew, they have 136 draft beers, they have a 54 TV, and you are watching LSU men's basketball in the NCAA tournament. You're going to the Pelican House, and you're watching it, you're drinking beer, you're ordering off their menu. It's going to happen, Andrew. LSU is making the NCAA tournament. I feel it. Uh, so go to the Pelican House. It's Don't awesome. Don't jinx them, man. They're, they're first place in the SEC, baby. They're they're on their way. So the Pelican tough, House. Tough week ahead, though. Yeah, you know, you got the sports doldrums, right? Because football's done. So, you know, take the wife to the Pelican House for Valentine's Day. Nice date. Yeah, know. nice date. But make sure the TV for the sports is over her right shoulder. It's a win-win. You get to see some sports. You get romance. Order something off the menu. You know, the Pelican House. It's, it's everything. Sports, romance, they got it all. 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right. Before we get to the Super Bowl and drinking the delicious, delicious tears of Cam Newton. <laughs> and it was, Andrew, it was delicious. But the Saints actually made news. Uh, si- since we had a podcast, they released Brandon Browner. And, but today... They released Jari Evans, and yep. it's hard to say where he ranks in the Pantheon, but he's definitely the best Saints offensive lineman not named Willie Rofe, and third place isn't even close. So I guess my question to you is, before we get to the on-field ramifications for 2016 and the decline and all, Jari Evans, top five Saint all-time? Yeah, I think so. Um, and yeah, I guess you we're without Dave and Kevin. I think mm-hmm. Kevin is face down in a ditch somewhere, and and uh, I think I don't know what Dave's doing. <laughs> He's probably at a sugar eating convention. Probably Mardi Gras. Uh, Mardi Gras. Yeah. He's probably oh just, yeah, Mardi Gras. Just just pounding king cake. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I was thinking about this today. Who who would be the top five saints of all time? And you know, of course, Breeze. Willie Rofe and Ricky Jackson, top three, no questions asked. After that, I mean, you know, I, I think you could argue whether it's Morton Anderson at four or Jari Evans. And, yeah. And cer- certainly that's the top five. I mean, I, I would put him ahead of Sam Mills. I, yeah. I would put him ahead. I would put him ahead of, um, gosh, I mean, I know there's a big Archie Manning contingency out there, but I mean, I, I just feel like, you know, Jari, I mean, Manning was was a, you know, it was almost like a wives' tale. You know, it was like it was like the one guy that was good that everyone loved to root for when the Saints were terrible. But the reality is, Jerry Evans was the best player at his position in the NFL on a Super Bowl team. Um, and so, you know, Jerry Jerry Evans, he, he's probably the most underrated player. Yeah, he's good. Jerry Evans is he's a he's not gonna get into Canton, I don't think. He was really close. He probably needed yeah. he probably needed one more All Pro, so that would have given him five All Pros, first team All Pro, and he probably needed 
two more Pro Bowls. So that would have given he needed like five or six All Pro and like yeah. about eight Pro Bowls. Or if the Saints had just won a Super Bowl, you know, where he was just part of an epic run, you know, where it's just hard to neglect his his dominance on yeah. a great like if team or if something. They, like but... yeah, if they if they if they had won in 2011, let's say, then he'd have had he'd have had a he'd have had a really loaded resume. And it's just guard, yeah. man. His guard is a guard. It's not, it's not like kicker where it's just like really almost impossible for, you know, Morton Anderson trying to climb that mountain. But guard is hard, man. It's guard hard. is hard. I mean, Will Shields, I think just made it. Yeah. Or, did he make it yet? I don't know. I, I can't remember if he made it yet or not, but I mean, he had double digit pro bowls, you know, yeah. I mean, his resume, you know, yeah, by Larry far. Allen just made, you know. Yeah, so I mean, guard is is real tough. Yeah, um, I will say this about Jar when 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 the Saints from from '06 to from basically from 2006 to to 2011, you know, and especially probably from from more likely from from '09, you know, from from 2009 to 2011, uh. They had the best guards. They had Nix and Evans. They had the best guard tandem, and it wasn't like like second place in the NFL was closer to third than what the. I mean, the Saints they just mauled people. I mean, it yeah. was it was it was just it was beautiful, and they would you know Jari Evans. And the thing was like Jari Evans, he was awesome from like day one. Like the Saints were like, I remember in minicamp they were just like gushing over him and it, it's kind of hard to decipher because you're like eh, they always gush over draft picks they're good you know they're doing the piece on the small but but it was all you know sometimes they gush and it's it's not realized but sometimes they gush and it's absolute truth and it was for him they just plugged him in and he went you know yeah yeah i mean the only interior player i can think of that was even remotely close is LaCharles bentley you know who in his own right was before he went to Cleveland and got injured and was kind of a shell of his former self. Well, he, he had never, a couple. He, he he had a couple years with the Saints where he, he was an absolute he never, animal. Dominant. He never he never played a down that wasn't with the Saints, right? He, he yeah. I mean, I think he went to Cleveland and he, got he, injured immediately. Yeah, yeah, he never played. Yeah. He never played a down that wasn't. But ben, with Bentley Cleveland. probably had a couple years where he really was. Yeah, Bentley was one of the best. Um, you know, if if not the best center slash guard in the NFL. Yeah, but um. I mean, obviously, Jari Evans sustained it over a much longer period. So, yeah, like you said, number two offensive lineman in Saints history pretty easily. And uh, I think absolutely top five player. Yeah. Um, and in other news, the Saints cut Brandon Brown. And we will not be having a, any discussions of where he ranks in the pantheon of Saints unless you want to talk about well, worst I, I think, ever. I think it's – yeah, I was going to say I, I think it's uh, – I don't think you can call him worst ever when there were teams that went 1-15 and and – you know, there were, I mean, there were players that, I mean, he's Schuler. He, I mean, you can go up and down the list, but. Um, worst free agent signing. The worst Peyton free area. agent signing. I, I mean, certainly in the Peyton era, maybe ever. Pete, people were arguing with me over Jason David. Jason David had eight interceptions in two years. Yeah. You know, and Jason yeah. David wasn't, Jason David got burned a lot, but he wasn't a penalty machine. You know, somebody did say Jason David did cost the Saints a draft pick, which kind of makes the ledger a little bit closer but i would still say brandon brandon for free agency i mean it's there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the centurion lounge resi priority notified and amex card member benefits at select events You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told. 
so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. I mean, the thing, the thing with Browner is he was either getting burned or he was getting penalized. You know, with Jason David, he was getting burned, or he was occasionally making a nice play. Yeah. You know, so uh, I think it's it's not that close, honestly. I think David was way better for the Saints. Yeah, I mean. And he was awful. Don't, don't get me wrong. David was god-awful for the Saints. I mean, <sighs> the thing about Browner this past year is he, he wasn't just, like, historically bad for the Saints. He's hist- he, put, he, he put together a historically bad season ever for any football player. Yeah. And, you know, I tweeted out a picture of the the Joker from Batman with the pile of money burning in the background. If they cut Spiller, I mean, their free agency in 2014 was just – 2015 was just a mess. Yeah. I mean, they, they whiffed on Brandon Browner. I think they whiffed on Spiller, you know. Um What's there? That's not even talking about Jarris Bird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jarris Bird. The one thing, well, the one thing I'll say about Jarris Bird, and this, you know, it, it, it didn't work out. But the thing about Jarris Bird was, he was going to get that contract regardless. You know, this if if he would have gone, if he would have, if he would have just gone to Philadelphia first, they'd have got him instead of Malcolm Jenkins. If he'd have gone to Atlanta, Atlanta really wanted him. You know, but. Brandon Browner and C.J. Spiller were decisions that the Saints made where they weren't sort of going after the top, top free agent. I mean, they could have gone a different way at corner. They could have gone, you know. So yeah. I, I just feel like the, the, the Jarvis Bird contract was just horrible, horrible luck. Um, but cap-wise, these two moves, Andrew, where does it kind of put them? The, well, so the Browner, Browner move isn't official yet. Um, they at, at least the Saints haven't announced it, and it wasn't on the wire today. Um, I think based on what Browner said, it's pretty clear it's going to come. I do know the Saints told um, Jari Evans he was getting cut a week ago, um, and so I learned that today. And so I know that um, you know Jari Evans, you know he's, and I, I'm actually really happy to hear that because I know that you know some news was dropped on Lance Moore. And Roman Harper and and, yeah. and, and, and uh, Darren Sproles and you know the fact that he was called personally into Sean Payton's office and that news was delivered to him, um, you know I think that that's uh, he was treated with respect in this situation, that's how, which that, makes you feel good. No, that's um, it. you you you. Sir, I mean certain guys. I mean even even Lance. I mean you know what? Even though Lance Moore and and Roman Harper kind of deserve the same treatment, but they're just they're like certain guys that like yeah. You gotta you gotta deliver that news personally, and that's yeah. just part of the deal and, of being a coach. And, you know, I mean, Mike Carney, I mean, you remember he came on this podcast and talked about how, yeah. how poorly that situation was handled with him. And so, you know, I think some some guys get it a certain way and other guys get it, you know, more respectfully. And I'm just glad to hear that Jari Evans kind of got the treatment he deserves. And you know, he, he's going to enter a free agency now, and it sounds like he wants to go on and, and play. So, um, you know, he's going to get a head start on, his, on free agency, and he's going to – be able to entertain offers between now and March 1st, you know, and, and get a leg up on some of the free agents that'll hit the open market. So uh, I think, I think that's an advantage when you get cut at this point in terms yeah. of being able to field opportunities and offers. And so I'm happy to see that, um, you know, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, it's, it's another hole, Ralph, that the saints roster well, has now. Here's the, th- here's the thing that makes me happy. I, you know, I, Jari Evans is look. I I I think he is a top five saint, and and you know it's sad to see things end. But here's the thing that I, that I like about the move, Andrew. The Saints, and I said it last year at the time. I thought the Saints needed They needed to do better at guard yep. going into 2015. You can't say that I was beating. I was beating that drum sort of. No. All my, but, we you know. we weren't sure. We weren't sure about Jari Evans, and he was clearly the best one on the team. Yeah, and I just I like the fact that. They have a gaping hole at guard, and they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to get, you know, they're probably going to have to go draft one and get one in free agency. The the question is, what are they going to do? And you know, what will they will they go? Will they go like the Ben Grubbs route in free agency if they carve out some money cap wise and try to get like a good young up and coming one and pay a little money for it, or will they try to patch it with 
sort of like an Evan Mathis from Denver who's older than Jari Evans, you know? Um, yeah. But they, 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 you cannot go with Leto and, and Calmette. You can't. You can't. You, well, you just can't. I think, I think, first of all, it's important that they both come back. You know, I think now that you have this hole at guard, it's important to have the depth and the competition. So you don't want to lose guys that are in the system that are growing and, and mm-hmm. hopefully getting better. I mean, I, I did see some things from Alito that I really liked at the end of the year. And then Calmette, I mean, he starts at left tackle against the Falcons and, and plays a reasonable game. So, you know, the, these guys are getting better and they're learning the system a little bit. And uh, you're going to have a new offensive line coach and, and, you know, a new system that hopefully helps these guys grow a little bit more. But um, I, for me, yeah, I, I think the good news is guards. I mean, you, now you look back at Evans and they got him in the fourth round and then uh, they got Nick's in the fifth round. You can get really good players at that position. It's not a sexy position, and the best guys never get drafted in the first round at that position. You know, it's always the tackle. You, the the yeah. fifth and sixth tackle usually get picked before you get the guards. Yeah. Um, and so you can dip into the third round, fourth round, and get the second best or third best guard in the draft. And so yeah. you can you can get really good ones later. Yeah, and the thing about it is, is you know, the Saints could even go maybe a little bit higher if they wanted because they prioritize. I mean, they the Saints need guards. It's just Drew Brees is short. They got to have the center. He, you know, he, he, Drew Brees can make tackles better. He got Bushrod and, you know, Stinchcomb to the Pro Bowl at tackle because he's so mobile inside the pocket. He can slide up, slide around. They got to have better guards. Um, You know, I don't know what necessarily is available at guard and free agency. We'll, we'll see. Um, you know, but the thing is, Andrew, teams have sort of shied away from paying guards. They they went for a phase where they paid them, like from like 2011 to 2013, 14, and they paid guards. Now it's sort of trending back. I think the Saints might be able to get a really good guard in free agency, a little bit less than you might think it would cost. Yeah, that would be nice. You know, but um, their cap is kind of going to be. I mean. I feel like Andrew, with the moves of cutting Brandon Browner and and Evans, maybe they had. A well, there, there's a couple more. Um, I don't know if you saw, but uh, David. So David Hawthorne was cut. Yeah. That's a move we expected, obviously. Uh, Ramon Humber was cut. That surprised me a little bit. Um, you know, just because he didn't really have a big contract, so I, I was kind of expecting him to come back and compete in, um, in training camp, but. Um, so that, that move surprised me a little bit. The one that really blindsided me of all these moves, this one was a way bigger shock to me than Jari Evans, was that they waived Shontavious Jones. That blew me away. And, and I, I mean that seriously. I know it sounds like a joke, but I mean, that's like a guy that costs you nothing, a guy that's come up in the system, that knows the playbook. He's a guy that's been on the practice squad, so they, they've spent two years developing this guy. I mean, and. I don't know what's going to happen with Colston, but you're thin at receiver. Why, like, when, when this guy costs nothing, why would he not come back in training camp? Why would you waive him now? And the only explanation that I can come up with is, is that he pissed somebody off. Something must have happened. It's got to be. Because, like yeah. you said, yeah, I mean, he was a – he was a – he was a – he wasn't a training camp darling. He was a darling heading into training camp. Right, right. You know, he was a measurable darling. He yes. was like a fan favorite, but based on, you know, credentials. Yeah. yeah, I mean, their cap though, man. I mean, the, the Drew Brees deal. I wonder how they're gonna, you know, how they're gonna structure it. Um, but it'll be, it'll be. I still think, and and and, and the cap for twenty seventeen is going to be fantastic. Correct. Yes. Like. Yep. But, you know, it's funny, you know, we, we kept saying, well, when is this day of reckoning coming? Well, it's really happened over the last two off seasons, you know, and, and they've gotten you, you got to give the Saints credit now. They've gotten rid of some awful contracts. You know, you look at Lofton, uh, you look at Jimmy Graham, you look at Gallette, uh, you look at Jari Evans, you look at Ben Grubbs. All those contracts are, are gone. And so, you know, and obviously they're going to pay a lot of dead money this year. Uh, they're already paying a ton. You know, with Jari Evans, with Junior Gallette, you know, I mean, it's 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 going to be financially significant. They're going to be able to give themselves a ton of room with with redoing Breeze's deal. So hopefully that happens. And then you go into 2017, and the cap's going to be in great shape. But they're shedding themselves of all these bad contracts. I think it's going to be hard for them 
to totally retool this offseason because there's just not enough cap space. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. Now, the issue here, Ralph, and, and really it goes back to 2010, 2011, is that they haven't set themselves up in free agency and the draft with replacing these guys that have aged. And, and you look at you know Jonathan Goodwin when he left and, and Jerry, really even Jari Evans – Matt Tennant was a guy they drafted. Oh, Matt Tennant. Traded up for him. I'm just saying when you you lose guys like John Stinchcomb and and you have Zach Zach Streif waiting in the wings and and you lose guys like Jamal Brown and you have guys like German Bushrod waiting in the wings and you develop these guys that come up and they play well and – you know, Matt Tennant was supposed to be the next one in line. Well, you know, I mean, after the Carl Nixes, you know, filling in for Nesbitt. You can't, you, you can't sustain success. I don't care what kind of coach you have or what kind of quarterback you have. And Drew Brees is as good as there is in the NFL. When you go from 2010 to 2014, and you have five right. guys on the roster. Charles Brown is another guy. Yeah. You know, you know, those, I mean, those are picks that they invested, and all of a sudden it went from. You know, these guys that they're developing are, are becoming starters, becoming productive starters to these guys they drafted are so bad that all of a sudden you're forced to throw in Brian De La Puente as your yeah. starter because he, he's better than the guy you drafted. Yeah, and they traded up for Matt Tennant. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so I mean, this this the way they're handling the draft and everything and, you know, hopefully retooling and improving their process, it's really important because now they're at a point where they're losing – these stalwarts that have lasted for so long and and been really productive for them and the problem is they don't really have a lot of guys waiting in the wings to step in and that's why we're seeing all these undrafted rookies making the team yeah i really i i know they won't but god i am i i would i would just love for them to to break the mold um and and trade and trade down because they just need yeah. so many bodies. Yeah, you know? they do. But you know, I, I think as we look at this draft, I, I think it's important to remember. You know, we talked about this last time. Don't lock in too much on one particular player, and don't lock in too much on one particular position. There are so many needs across this roster that I I really and truly believe that for the Saints, it's about finding a guy that they can develop into a productive player. You know, maybe you get one star out of the draft, but it's really about guys that are going to produce. I mean, yeah. they just can't they can at this point with the cap the way it is and with Breeze being at the end of his career, they just can't afford these colossal Stanley Jean-Baptiste type busts anymore. Well, the thing that I'm going to I'm going to have probably a dozen Twitter fights between now and the draft is people are going to lock on to a guy that's a pass rusher and they're going to tell me that he's Von Miller. And that he'll yeah. fix everything, and yeah. that they need to trade up to get Spence from Western Kentucky or who or whoever it is, and that and it's just like how many times do the Saints have to trade up and it not work before you slap yourself on the forehead and go maybe they shouldn't do that, you know? Um, it's just I mean they have they have they have so many holes. It's almost like. When I discuss things with Twitter on Twitter or with Saints fans in general or whoever, you know, you argue over the priorities of what they need, you know, first. And if you you cannot even argue, Andrew, that after they've cut Brandon Browner, they need to do something at corner high yeah. in the, high in the draft. Absolutely. You know? I mean, you know, I haven't started to study the draft, but if they've if they have uh, the best corner and he falls to them at twelve, you can pick them because here's what the Saints have at corner: they have um, if they have a bunch of they have a bunch of they have a bunch of maybe if if Keenan Lewis gets healthy maybe he'll be good if Swan can not have a concussion maybe he'll be good maybe PJ Williams might turn out to be something you know the only yeah. the only the only definite you have is bro you know well so, the, the the one thing I mean just studying this draft and what I know about it so far and obviously as we go through the off season you know we'll start to do more and more of it but as I've gone through the paces of watching tape, uh, evaluating these prospects, and, and I've already been through a couple of mock drafts. Um, so I've started to get really get a feel for these guys. And the one thing that keeps coming back to me is this draft is deep at guard. So, you know, you've got guys like Trey Tola from, uh, from Arkansas, the kid from Stanford, Cody Whitehair. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got, you've got three or four guys 
that are really solid that are going to maybe slip back to the third and fourth round. So you're, you, you can get some guys that are going to be productive guards in this draft. And this draft is really, really deep on the defensive line, particularly uh, in the middle. So defensive tackle, there's going to be guys in the second round, third round, fourth round uh, that you're going to be able to add at that position. So those are two positions of need for the Saints that they know going in, you know what, we can get, we don't have to go pick this really sexy guy in the first round because we know that we're going to get a guard, we're going to get a defensive tackle later on in the draft that has a chance of making our team. So uh, I think, you know, so then you start to go through the scenario. What if Treadwell drops to 12? Do you take him or do you take advantage of the fact that Treadwell available at 12 is a really appealing thing for other teams you take advantage of that and you trade down. If I'm Ireland and I can get two more picks, if I can trade either down low in the first round or even out of the first round from Trump, and I can get two or three more picks in the top 120, I do it without question. And I know it would drive Saints fans batty if they went from like 12. To like, yeah, especially if they pass on Treadwell, yeah. It would drive Saints fans. And, I, and, and look, I love Treadwell. I think he would be amazing for the Saints. But you know what? If you could trade, if, if say Minnesota wants him because they need a receiver and they went 10-6 and six and they're in the playoffs and they're, tra- they're drafting at 26 and they say, hey, hey, Saints, we'll drop down from 12 to 20, I think they picked 27 or 20, 25, right? They say we'll yeah. go to twelve to from twelve to twenty five. We'll give you twenty five, our second and our fourth. I do it, just yeah, done because you get two more picks and Treadwell as great as it is. They need they need they need bodies. They they I, I want I want a rotation, Andrew, a defensive line of draft picks, not undrafted rookie free agents. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it would be a mistake to draft Treadwell, I think. And the reason I say that is just look at what Breeze has been able to turn Lance Moore into yeah. and and Willie Sneed and all these guys. I mean, Jimmy Graham was – I mean, if you, you New England has been no different. If you look at – you know, they let Wes Welker walk. You know, they let Deion Branch walk. Um, you know, over the years, I mean, Tom Brady, the one guy that they've kept is Gronkowski. You know, every other receiver, they've just kept this this revolving door of random wash-ups like Brandon LaFell, who comes into the system, and he's pretty productive. And Brady just yeah. transforms these receivers into being solid NFL players. You know, Devery Henderson and Robert Meacham uh, you know, were very productive with Breeze. And then they go elsewhere, and you know, Henderson doesn't even make a team, and Meacham was a complete disaster. And so... I, I Meacham's really believe... more of a fair comparison because Devery Henderson, by the time he left the Saints, he was just done. But, was Meacham, done yeah. but Meacham was not, and Meacham got a nice contract from the Chargers. Yeah, so I mean, I, I just think you know, it's it's pretty clear to me that Breeze at this point, even at this point in his career, you can give him kind of an average cast of receivers. He's going to develop chemistry with them, and he's going to find a way to. Um, you know, play to their Here, strengths I mean, and help them make plays. You know, I, I hate talking draft when, it, when we're just going to talk over and over again. But here's the thing with, with me is I don't want the Saints to trade up, and I don't want them to reach. If Treadwell's the best guy at 12 and you can't trade down, take him. Take him, yeah. I don't want them to reach for a linebacker or reach for a defensive end. Just take the best guy and sort that shit out later. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's Saints news. Hey, thank thank you for the Saints for making news. Um, yeah, it was nice of them to uh, cut all these players before the podcast. <laughs> Maybe they're uh, uh, turning over a new leaf. They're on some good karma out there. Probably. Um, and I'm I'm excited. Free agency starts on my birthday, March 9th. So nice. that'll be that'll be fun. Um, to to the Super Bowl, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, the Super Bowl was fantastic. I made a mar I make a I made a margarita. From Cam Newton's tears, um, and I love this. I, I I will admit first of all, my favorite show in my drive time to and f- to or from work or whatever is Bomani Jones from ESPN. I love his afternoon show; it's fantastic. And he had a great tweet yesterday about about Cam Newton. He said, 
this is just a reminder that Cam Newton didn't uh, become less of a sore loser. He just lost less. You know, he's always been this way of being a jerk and having horrible body language, but we didn't see it because they went 15 and one, you know? Yeah. And, um, I will say, uh, well, you and I, we, we've seen it. I mean, we, you know, the saints have been in a division with Cam Newton for years now. And, you know, we, we've seen him pout and act like a baby when they lose. And, you know, yeah, when you go 15 and one, you don't really get to see him doing it. Um, but it, this is nothing new, you know. This is how he acts when he loses, you know, for the most and, part. And, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that this proves that Cam Newton isn't great and he's got all these flaws and he's never gonna win. But you know what, you know what, Andrew, the game, remi- you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when the Saints played Carolina, not this past year, but last year when they went yeah. to Carolina and Cam and and Junior Gallette and Cam Jordan. Kicked his ass. He was throwing. He was throwing the ball high. He was missing people. Because the thing is with Cam Cam Newton, as awesome as he is, he's not like like Drew Brees is like fundamentally perfect. So yeah. even when the pass rush will crush him, yeah, he might throw a pick or whatever, but his fundamentals don't get all squirrely. Cam Newton, man, his fundamentals aren't good to start with. So if you hit him, they just go to crap. But it's hard to it's it's easy to say, but it's hard to do. Um, but man, I, I never thought, uh, for once that, that Denver would be able to do that to him. Yeah, no, I, you know, I know that that defense is, is incredible. I mean, I've watched them this year and I've been impressed and, you know, it says something that they were able to get the one seed based on the play they've had at quarterback, which really was, in my opinion, Short of maybe Brandon Whedon, the worst in the NFL. It really was. But I didn't expect Denver to come out and play like this. And, and defensively, I mean, after this game, how could you not compare them to the Seahawks or the Ravens in their primes or the 85 Bears? I mean, it really was that le- – that, this defense is that good. Um, and, you know, Vaughn Miller is the difference between this offense this, – I'm sorry, this defense being all-time great and just good. I mean, really, he he's the one that makes it go because every time you have a down and distance issue where he knows you're throwing and he can just pin his ears back and come after you, it's it's impossible to block. It's lights out. Yeah. yeah. And they have, you know, the thing is with Denver, man, John Elway, that team is so deep. They, they are. They, they they have drafted good. I mean, you know, you can you you know, you can knock, you know, Brock Osweiler. I don't know if he'll be any good. Or not, I think you know he may he may be end up being kind of mediocre, but he Can't showed be any worse than Peyton Manning. He showed point. flashes. They're so yeah. good. Like at least John Elway, and when Peyton Manning retires, which I think he will, they have a they have a plan. Like they have a guy. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, it, you know, what's interesting is there was almost it's funny. It, it was almost like they were better off with Manning at quarterback, even though he was so bad, because there was recognition. God, he's so bad. We can't chuck the ball down the field, and we can't take unnecessary risks. No, so they, like, we they, we either have short throws or we just run the ball all day. They had and when, third and, and nine. And you're just leaning on your defense to win the game for they, you, which is what they should be doing. Yeah, they had third and nine with seven and a half minutes left, and they ran a draw, and they didn't yeah. even think they were like, "We're not running a screen. We're not even Peyton. We're not even giving you the option of throwing the ball." Because you're, Cam Newton can't drive on our defense and score. You know. Yeah. Yeah, um, ballsy. <laughs> it. Uh, it was, I mean, that was the number one scoring offense in the NFL that they yeah, did that to. It was impressive. It was. I mean, uh, the the. There's Kevin Held. Hello, Kevin. Yep. Hello. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Um, did you get to see Cam Newton in the post game show yesterday? Yeah. Um, I thought it was delightful because I hate Carolina. Um, but I will say like, if I was him and and I could hear the Denver guy in the same room talking about how they shut him down, I I think I'd have got mad too and just walked out. So I can't really blame him. I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of him, but I can't like kill him for that. Yeah. Like, okay. It's, it's like, okay. There's so many, it's, there's so many layers, like there's so many layers. Um, it's like that. 
it's like playing that uh, that hand game where you <laughs> where like one person puts a hand out and then somebody else puts a hand over that and then somebody else puts a hand over that. Except it's it's yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but so you know you're a professional like on its basic level you're a professional. Uh, football player and you're like contractually obligated to do like uh, interviews and all that kind of shit. So you obviously have to do that. But you know what? Like the media, like the media wasn't doing him any any favors anyway. So piss on them. <laughs> but you're now the MVP of the league and you're arguably like the face of the league. But did you, you guys had, like, like those Denver. gold MVP shoes? <laughs> oh yeah, those were delightful. And and like yeah, you got the Denver guys like that you're hearing, and then and then you've got you know jerk offs like Bill Romanowski trying to lecture him and calling him boy for some reason. Yeah, which dropping the intentional. Dropping Which the intentional bull. or not is like bad word choice, Bill Romanowski. Yeah, and then and then and then it's like, and then you've got Dion Sanders trying to lecture you on how to be. Like, dude, Dion needs to slow his like. Like that's the other thing. It's like, don't I shouldn't be sympathetic to Cam Newton. I should not be sympathetic to Cam no, Newton. No, no, but you when really Dion Sanders of all fucking people is like trying to like tell you how you need to behave. Dion is, you know, take your, take your, you know, your sham, your sham preacher ass and your sham, uh, you know, school and cram it, bro. Just cram it. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he, he was asking for it, man. He's been dabbing up and down the sidelines all season right, long. Right, right, right. I, I, I know, you know I know. Like, if, if you're going to showboat and you're going to have that attitude towards it, which is fine. You got to be able to take a loss like a man, and with class. Exactly. And like you would think that he would be able to represent his team, his fans, the NFL a little bit better than that. Exactly. Exactly. That's the whole. That's the whole. Yeah, but thing. Yeah. And it, it's just you can't be a global icon like he wants to be. He said. I mean, that's his. That's his exact word. He, he says he wants right. to be a global icon and be just like a petulant child. No, um, right. And I, I think it's totally fine for us to call him out on it because he freaking deserves it. But at sure. the same time, like you know, I'm not going to build a mountain out of this. We've seen plenty of coaches, players act like buffoons in press conferences. I mean, Sean Payton Dude, does Payton. it on a weekly basis. Yeah, um, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Bill Belichick does it on a weekly basis. Shit. Peyton Manning, after losing Super Bowl Forty Four, ran off the field. Yeah, and they all deserve to be criticized equally for it. But I, I think right, the right. difference is, by and large, a lot of those people. Bill Parcells is just a jerk <laughs> through and through. But I think for most of these guys, you know, they show times of class, and you know, I, that, that's the thing on the field with Cam Newton. I'm almost never seeing that. Now well, yeah, he well, is giving the football well, to kids and off the field. I know he does some good stuff, but like, well, he did, well know. he did go and shake Peyton Manning's hand after the game, and you know he did congratulate him after the game. I I'll just give you that. I, I like like and again, it's it's that whole yeah, but it's like listen, I'll absolutely like I'm totally with you in criticizing him and saying that he played a god awful game in Denver. Took his lunch money oh, and yeah. he handed couldn't him handle his ass. it. Right, and it's like it's. I mean, he said, "I can't. I can't remember when it was. It was, hey, you want me to stop doing the Superman thing? You want me to stop dabbing? Stop, stop me from scoring. Stop me." And Denver did. Denver <laughs> stonewalled his ass. Yeah, and he just didn't know how to handle it. And you know, like he didn't know how to handle it. He'd give Sean Payton is such a. Is so big on body language. If Sean Payton coached Cam Newton, he'd have an aneurysm on the sideline. He really oh, would. Yeah. He really no, would. I, I don't he, think they would be a good fit. For they each wouldn't other. be at all. No. Oh my god. You know. Well, um, that's the thing about Rivera. You know, he's a player-friendly coach, and he—I think that's a perfect marriage because he's like, "You do you, man. You, you know, you do your thing," and uh, he kind of gives him that liberty to be himself, um, which is why it's it's worked, I think. But. You know, Cam is is a great player. He, he's going to be good again. 
you know, and, and he's going to learn from this, hopefully, and he'll have an opportunity, I'm sure, down the road to maybe redeem himself for the way he behaved this time. But, uh, look, at the end of the day, um, it's just one of those things where, you know, you kind of it's, – it's like Manziel. It's like other guys where, you know, they, they kind of oh, they, they, they play it up, you know, when they're on the field and they're making plays. You know, they're, they're wanting everyone to, to make sure that they see that they're the ones that made the play and that everyone's recognizing them. And so that's only natural that when you're doing stuff like that, you're just going to create more enemies, more haters, and people that are going to revel in your misery when you don't do well on the field. Well, that said, though, that said, Cam Newton at least was doing it on the field professionally. Like, like Johnny Manziel has just been apparently a – am I allowed to curse on this one? Well, not really. You can curse. Go, go ahead. <laughs> Johnny Manziel has basically been a fuckhead from the word go. Yeah. Well, and they had they had like, similar success in college, but you know Manziel right. was doing a lot of the things in college on the field that that Newton's doing now. Right. And 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 I get that. And like you know, like I get the whole like okay, won a Heisman, won the Heisman. That's cool. That's great. And then you know, pro just nothing. Like nothing. Yeah. Like and that and his whole life is falling apart. Like Cam Newton is. He's a superstar. Yeah, like he's yeah. he's he's really good on the field and and all that kind of stuff. And it's like and again, why I hate having to I hate having to like say I like I hate having to acknowledge a fucking rival player's greatness on the field. I hate that. I fuck I absolutely detest that. But you know, I got to like I mean you know, you guys were saying it um, at, at the end of the season. It, it, like, we were killing him the first half of the season. And then the second half of the season, it was like, nope, he, he earned the MVP. He earned the yeah. MVP award. So, yeah. Den- Den- Denver kind of got him to play like a, the quarterback that I remembered, you know, of the last two or three years. You know, the last like, eight games took, of this they, season, he, he was playing lights out. He really was. I mean, he... To me, he looked like a completely different player, transformed MVP quality. But Denver made him revert back to the Cam Newton I was used to, which is highly inaccurate, horrible balance when he throws. And, you know, I guess that's the thing is you got to get in his grill. And the Saints over the years have been successful at times when Gallette and Cam Newton were getting after him. And remember, Akeem Hicks had a really big game against him once. Yeah. Um, you know, I think part of it is the, the, the Panthers really fixed their offensive line and, and their offensive line was pretty productive for them this year. Uh, but yeah. man, I mean, the Broncos made them look terrible. I mean, this Super Bowl before, then we'll get to the commercials and all the extra stuff. Is there, when was the last time a quarterback this bad was dragged to a Super Bowl championship? Um... I want to say Dilfer, but I think Dilfer was better than Manning was this oh, year. Oh yeah, oh, Dil- Dilfer was say, a solid at, game gonna... manager. Manning did no game managing. Uh, I don't know, Flacco. Yeah, but Flacco was unbelievable. Flacco was playing out of his mind. Oh shit. Eli um, was playing out of his mind. Yeah. Both Super Bowls. Uh, man. Uh, Brad, but Brad Johnson again was a game manager. Yeah. I mean, it's but they were effective, like. Game managers don't turn the ball over, and they're efficient. There was no efficiency or not turning the ball over by man. Denver it was didn't kind of a dumpster fire. Denver didn't have 200 yards of offense. Like the Carolina defense was pretty much they pretty much matched Denver except for the turnovers. Yeah, you know, um, it's. I mean, th- I mean, they got a couple though, didn't? How many turnovers well, did Carolina get? Two, two. two you yeah. know, I mean, who? It's. I mean. Peyton, can we agree before we get to the commercials and stuff? Peyton Man, he's retiring, right? He's not. Oh yeah, he's not coming. He's back. He's an idiot if he comes back. I, I, I gotta be honest, man. That whole and and this is just me being like, I guess, easily annoyed by things. But uh, kissing Papa John's guy was yeah, annoying as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> him, him kissing Papa John and then him talking about oh, I'm gonna go home and drink some Budweiser and stuff when when he owns like two distributorships. <laughs> it's just like, dude, like. Like, can you not be like, like, can you not be like a robot? 
Can you not be NASCAR just... dude that wins the race and is like, I want to thank all my sponsors? Like, can you just right. not be that guy for 10 right. seconds? Like, like, uh, I thought like the he, most offensive like, thing was that his beer of choice was, was Budweiser. <laughs> well, especially – like, dude, shouldn't you own like a Schlafly uh, – not a Schlafly, a, uh, a beat of beer distributorship? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Or he could have at least had some fun and be like, I'm going to go to Denver and I'm going to get fucking high. You know, because it's legal. Um, so thoughts thoughts on the commercials? I thought they were pretty funny. Yeah, I like made my they made my kid laugh. I like the puppy baby monkey one, and I like the I, I like the <laughs> oh, well, that's 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 one. I like the the Doritos with the baby, although my wife did not. Oh yeah, that was funny. Um. And I like Coldplay, but they're just not a good halftime show for the Super Bowl. Just, it's just, I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. Did you guys think Beyonce was kind of terrible? I did. Like, I felt like she was much better in the, the when she did it when it was she was the main thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's not somebody you bring in out of the bullpen. You know? No, 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 no. She's she's a starter. She's she's throwing eight innings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she came in for like two thirds of an inning of mid relief, you know. Yeah, I felt like Cole, and I, like Cole, I was like Coldplay. No, I, I think for the Super Bowl you need to go young, pop culture, kind of goofy, like Katy Perry, where you can have her float and the sharks and stuff. Coldplay, they're just gonna get up and play songs. It's always gonna be just kind of dull. Yeah, I mean, and Lady Gaga should Lady Gaga shouldn't have done the national anthem. She should have been. She half, should have done half the main time. attraction, yeah. Right, and she did a good job on the national anthem. Yeah, she did. Um, and I want I want Phil Simms and Jim Nance fire to the moon. I just God, I I I, I will second that. God, I will second Jesus. that. I mean, did you guys like how? I mean, Mike Carey, that guy is unbelievable. Like he goes, "Yep, this is definitely going to be overturned," and then immediately the play stands his calls. <laughs> I mean, it was just the worst broadcasting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, that dude's just snake bit. That guy is incompetent, man. Oh, really? An NFL official? <laughs> uh, I mean, you could bet on if he was going to be wrong or not. I know. That's the great thing. Well, I mean, that that was like taking candy from a baby, man. I mean, betting against him is like automatic. <laughs> Oh man, um, you know the this this the this is one of the I would say this is one of the worst Super Bowls in a while. Before we get to oh, tri- yeah. trivia question, I mean, are you yeah. kidding me? No I way. Think so oh, oh I, I, you you didn't revel in Cam Newton's tears. I, I mean, but as a, like a like that was fun, but like the oh game my itself God, that was so entertaining. But that was. But, but like if you didn't if you didn't have if you weren't a Saints fan Andrew or you didn't have a burning if you didn't have a a burning uh, if you didn't enjoy Cam Newton f- just throwing up all over himself and being horrible like the game itself was pretty awful. I don't know. I mean, on one hand, both defenses were dominating, and I, I enjoy games like that. I think yeah. games like that are fun, so I, I was into that part of it. I do agree with you that the fumbling, there, there's the missed field goals. There were just so many the, the drops. I mean, how many passes did uh, he was 82 on the Panthers? Uh, Ted Ginn? No, not Ginn. Uh, oh, what's his name? Kachery. How many balls did he drop? Oh, a lot. I mean, he was awful. Yeah. So I mean, the miscues were surprising. I mean, for two teams that been winning all year and they get to a Super Bowl, there was just an unbelievable amount of mistakes. <laughs> oh, I mean, um, so now we have some Twitter questions. And oh, by the way, Andrew Andrew paid off his bet. Oh but, yeah, I'm the last one. But got, Andrew got a tennis ball in the back, and I yeah, paid did off. Did you guys like my my yeah, video? I did. I paid off my thing with wet cat food. People wanted. You did. People wanted me to like. They thought I was gonna like 
shove my whole body in like a bathtub of it? No, that's what you get, people. You get me and the wife beater sticking. Yeah, but leaving your you, you didn't really move your hand around. Like I was kind of hoping you would like twirl the hand uh, and like yeah. move the cat food around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, we only had the one can. I probably should have like dumped it in a bowl. It was disgusting enough though. Yeah. Um, we're gonna. Oh, have yeah. To, yeah. So yeah. you're you're it to go. But I mean, are we? Gonna... Kevin, did did you like my video? Did you watch it? I did. I okay. liked it. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, you're next, buddy. Yep. Yep. Um, so are we going to raise – I think we're going to have to raise the stakes for 2016. The, oh, yeah. The hard thing The hard thing though with picking – Look, the, I, I just want to say like Dave's thing, like you had to put your hand in cat food. That's disgusting. It is. Like what, what, what Kevin and I had to do like inflicts real pain and causes bruising. Like Dave – like I, it's all like his own – Neurosis, you know, it's it's all like great. Like you had to go to Olive Garden. Oh, that's so awful. We'll have to like, ramp it up. Olive Garden's not the even that. The thing is, for me with the wet cat food, my wife was at a wedding convention this past weekend, and my mom flew in to help. And my kid, basically, while I was holding him, basically just shit himself, and <laughs> and and just all in my hand and everything. And that was like not a th- not even a thousandth of how bad i felt when i had to stick my hand in the wet cat like i was just totally disgusted with the wet cat but i feel like we got to ramp it up and here's the hard thing though with the saints guys is and, and andrew it proves true time after time after time like the floor with the saints with drew Brees is seven and nine yeah. like, like that's like that's the floor so like if you if you're if you bet kind of under that you're basically betting that Drew Brees is going to get injured and it's going to be Armageddon. So it's like so hard to make a fun, interesting pick with the Saints. I think, you know. Yeah. So how many games off was Kevin? One. He was with you. He picked six and ten. So he's got to do one. One of his. Yeah, I got to take a chop. I got to take one chop. One chop to the chest. Bare chested. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll be bare chested. Nice. nice. <laughs> oh, so we'll get to see your moves. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully it w- they won't be it won't be as moody. <laughs> hopefully. Um, all right, let's get to Twitter. Let's get to Twitter. Um, uh, it, let's see. Um, Sproles will be a free agent this off season with Spiller basically gone. Should we pick him up? Uh, is he a free agent? Yeah, I think he is. I thought they uh, redid his deal. Like as soon as he was traded to Philly, he immediately signed an extension. Yeah, but it was a two-year deal. Oh. So. Um. Hell yeah! Bring back Sprolesy. Sproles. Would he come back? I mean, look, look, look what Traveris Cadet did in, in <laughs> two games. I mean, knowing the offense and just you know, <laughs> if he can do that, well, imagine what Sproles would be like. Uh, Kevin, I mean, come on down. Kevin, this is a good one. Um, so more amusing. Do you, do you think there? Well, hold on. Do you think there's any chance if we give Sproles a nice deal and he comes back, which I don't think he would do. I think we've burned that bridge. But do you think there's any chance his wife would agree to lift the uh, curse? The curse. I think she would. I think the he Compton could, curse. I think the burn the bridge is burned, but I think money talks. You know. Bridges can be burned, but bridges can be paired. Bridges can be repaired with hundred dollar bills. Okay. Uh, Kevin, more amusing watching the Panthers' seventeen and one record burn to the ground, or the Falcons blowing home field in two thousand ten and two thousand twelve. Oh. Hmm. I'm gonna say the Panthers because. The Panthers, like, here's the thing. Despite uh, playing like shit the entire night, had a chance to come back with, like, four minutes left in the game. Like, prior to that fumble, they were only down by six. Yeah. And I was, was, like, like, you know, telling myself, oh, Jesus, they're going to march down the field and score. And win the game by a single point because Peyton Manning can't get a first down. So, yeah. I mean, like, 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 I get Andrew earlier saying, you, uh, you know, th- this was fun to watch because Carolina lost and all, but they were still in it 
up until the very end. Yeah, but in, here's did the you thing. Get, did you guys think that, 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 by the way, that fumble that Cam Newton backed off of, to me, that's what we should be condemning him for more Here, than anything. I, here's the thing, though. I can't – here's the thing, though, Andrew. I can't really condemn him because, you know, Drew Brees, after getting his shoulder blown up, he says, I just – I don't do that anymore. And it's – Yeah, that's, that's fine, dude, but – it's the Super Bowl, but you can't. You're, but I, you're down I don't six points. You, but with you can't. Three minutes left. But you, I don't it's think. Freaking Super Bowl. But I don't think. I don't think you can. Tr- I don't think you can turn that off if you decide I'm not doing that. I don't think you can just instinctively say, "Oh yeah, it's the Super Bowl. I'm diving in." I think. I think he's just big not, difference between Breeze and Cam Newton. By the way. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. I just think. I just think it's one of those things where that dude's not afraid to take a hit. He shouldn't be. Yeah, it was weird. It was a really, it was really, it was, it was. I, I can't. I, I mean can't. that that fumble was his. That that was his ball. If he falls on it, he gets it. Yeah, you're right. You convinced me, and I hate Cam Newton. So I'm. I mean, it's a one score game. It's the. I mean, any other game, Ralph. Yeah. I mean, even a divisional playoff game, I would say don't risk it. But it's this is it, man. This is for the Lombardi Trophy. And, and, and this is your chance to immortalize yourself in the game's history books. And Riverboat Ron punting down two scores with two minutes to go was pretty awful. That was awful. Well, yeah, but that was like fourth. Yeah, no, that was awful. I agree. Um, do do we? Uh, I mean, Kevin. The one thing I'll say about why I think Atlanta was more fun. You forget, man. Atlanta was winning that NFC Championship game seventeen and nothing. Oh yeah, against the 49ers. I mean, I know it's four years ago, but that was pretty awesome. Yeah, Kaepernick. Good, <laughs> good for something. And and Harry Douglas dropping an easy touchdown. You know, and 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 the thing is, Atlanta is. Like they never cashed in, and they're miles and miles away. Like at least, at least Carolina, like they're telling themselves, you know, we're young, we might not be fifteen and one again, but we're gonna be in it a bunch of times. Like that was it. Like after that, like the window for Atlanta like slammed shut. You yeah. know, and at least Carolina made it to the actual Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. I wonder how it feels for Panthers fans to still have less Super Bowl titles than the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. Kevin, should the Saints spend a high pick on a kicker? No. Would define high. Uh, third round. No. No. They got way more needs. The thing is, you you can spend a fifth or sixth round pick on a kicker and get a really good one. Yeah, I don't know that Florida State kicker though. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed if it was a. I and all, the, and all the mocks, he's going in the fifth round. That's that is acceptable. Yeah, but not but they can't trade up for him. Hello. They can't trade up for anybody this draft. No, the, no, no trading up. Um, was Evans cut because he's because he makes too much money or just because he's inept? Well, he's definitely not inept. I mean, he played injured, so he, he's not the player that he used to be. But, I mean, he to me, he was pretty clearly the best guard on the team this year. And that's not saying much. But, um, yeah, no, it, it's – it's. I think it's 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 both. I mean, he, he there's a lot of tread on the tires for sure. I mean, he, he has been consistently injured. I mean, he's been playing through a lot of stuff, but um, yeah, he's just had a really hard time staying healthy the last few years. Um, and then yeah, you combine that with his salary. I mean, there's just no way here's you can a, really hang on to him. Here's a great question by Super Deformed Kevin: Would you trade Drew Brees uh, for Peyton if Denver's entire defense came with him? I can't – here's the thing. I can't see – I can't see Denver's defense doing another another freaking carry job. I mean, like like this season was mostly a carry job. And plus – Mostly? And plus, plus Peyton Manning didn't – you know, didn't even start all the games. Yeah, I was going to ask, am I I allowed to start Luke McCown over Manning if I do that, Trey? Sure. You could. <laughs> Gary Grayson. 
Come well, on down. I'd start the healthy Luke McCown over 2015 Peyton. I would. Hell yeah. That defense for him. The Broncos is McCown so played much better against the Panthers than Manning did. Uh, is punting on fourth down with down two touchdowns with two minutes to go the most Jim Moore thing ever in a Super Bowl? Yes. Carl Smith wants a word. Uh, Kevin, in the last 24 hours, Marshawn Lynch has retired, Cam has been exposed, and Hawthorne was cut. Should the Saints fans buy lottery tickets today? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's with the Hawthorne hate? Like, he's he's a non-factor. Like, he's already, like, he already wasn't playing. Like, I don't think it's that exciting that he got cut because he pretty much, for all, you know, intents and purposes, he's already not on the team, pretty much. <laughs> he played special teams and would play on occasion when a bunch of guys were hurt. That is true. Let's see. Browner being cut is way more exciting. Um, you know what the sad thing is? We were we were kind of pumped about the Brander, Branding Browner signing. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I wasn't as pumped as some, but and I, I was, was way more pumped about Spiller. Yeah, I, which was also awful. Uh, duh, duh, duh. let's see what we have here. Um, doo, doo, doo. if we have any more questions. Uh, how many chickens will Von Miller buy with all the money? That sounds like a Kevin question. Yeah. I, uh, all of the chickens? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm hoping he doesn't buy all the chickens because... You know, I'd still like to have some chickens. House did, did oh no, did, did the Saints have breaking news? I this is from uh, Brian from uh, Saints Nation. How sad are you about Jari and and Marcus Colston? Did the Saints do something with Marcus Colston tonight? Uh, no, I think he's probably just saying. Assuming. That he's, yeah, he's. You know, I'm I'm gonna say that it, it's hard. You know, it's not like. You know, I can't remove the emotional element of remembering what those guys have done for the Saints. And, you know, I'm, I'm big on Saints history and you know, I care about, you know, talking about this kind of stuff on the podcast. Who's top five Saints? Who's top ten Saints? You know, who has yeah. meant more to the franchise and all that stuff? I, I don't I don't just like frivolously throw that stuff out there. I mean, it, it does as a fan, as a diehard fan, like, you know, it's hard to separate like. Yeah, we're moving on for the better of the team versus, like, you know, it, it's hard to say goodbye. Like, all good things come to an end, and I think it's going to be really hard when Breeze is finally done with the Saints to kind of come to terms with, man, this is a new era without Drew Breeze at quarterback. And, you know, the, the thing I like about Evans especially, and Colston to an extent because he was so quiet, but Jari Evans is never going to get the credit he deserves because he plays a position that no one really cares about. You know, guard, you know, doesn't put up the stats. It's not a fantasy thing. I don't think fans really understand the value of just how good that guy was in his prime. Um, and he was truly, I mean, again, a top five saint, a truly special player in terms of talent. And, um, you know, he took a pay cut to stay with the Saints. And, you know, a lot of people probably think he should have done that, but you know, you got to remember with these guys, he's been to so many Pro Bowls. There's a lot of pride. Uh, he probably believes at this point that he's much better than he actually is. You know, and so um, it's tough. You know, I, I definitely tip the hat to Jari Evans for the incredible career he had with the Saints. Um, this is he. Better composure, Ralph's roommate or or Cam Newton? Man, the roommate is unbelievably composed. He's not even three months old. He's sleeping through the night. But has he dabbed yet? He has not dabbed. Mm. He's not dabbed. Um, so he he is a lock there. Got to work on this, Ralph. <laughs> I want him dabbing in six weeks. <laughs> dabbing in six weeks. Don Takedo, or Don Takana, or oh, however God. I butcher his name. Uh, I mean, do you just basically call them Don Tequila? Yeah, I should. In the first round, should the Saints trade two spots down with the Rams? Yes. And, and we can get a good defensive tackle in their third round? Yes. If you say trade... We, we, we already know Kevin's answer. Yep. I'm not even going to say it. 
<laughs> you, we, we, I'm not saying it. So next trade question. down, trade down. But um, how? Like the thing is, like Kevin has always traditionally like been upset when the Saints trade up. But now, if they trade up, I'm going to lose my mind on our live post game or live draft podcast that we do for blog talk i will lose my mind if they trade up this year i i really will you know i will i will be spitting hot fire at them for my day after column on channel four if they trade up um so i guess that wraps it up kevin uh can you give us a quick uh romance update before we get out of here uh went on a date uh you know two weeks ago and uh, actually yeah two dates the last two weeks and the gal uh messaged me back and it was just basically like very nicely just sort of just said yeah i'm not feeling it so like okay that's cool so that's 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 where i am at present <laughs> Good so, they, uh, I feel no, like you've I mean, kind of been on a cold streak lately. Yeah, I know. Huh? Like the, yeah, win, the well, win, you know, winter happens. doldrums. It happens, but at the same time, I look at it like I enjoy the fact that that a lady wants to uh, just be like straightforward. You know? Yeah. Like, hey, like I'm not feeling it, so let's just you know. Not not waste each other's time. Okay, cool. Thank you for telling me, and we're good to go. And you are one glass half full guy. Dude. Yeah, I know. Go figure. Like me, me five years you, ago, me five years ago would just be like not feeling it. Yeah. I would just I would be like curled up in my bathtub, like. <laughs> no, you do that now. Um, so on that, you can go to Saints Nation, and Andrew's got all kinds of fun stuff. Andrew, when are you going to do the pay, the post on when, what, who, who, what LSU signees from 2016 the Saints should draft in 2019? When are you going to do that? Uh, post? Oh, that'll be coming. That that's probably after free agency. Um, okay. So you got a little while yeah. for that. But draft is a freaking long time away. And when is the draft? It's like the end of April, man. It's like, isn't it the, like the last week of April? Oh my god, good god. Yeah. Well, free agent, free agency, um, free yeah, a- free agency's awesome for like two days, and then it's so boring. No, I think it'll be more. I think actually it, it could be funner for the Saints. Long, it strung out because I don't think the Saints are going to do it. The Saints aren't doing any shop in the first couple of days. Yeah. They're, they're going to be like second week, mid range to bargain bin shopping. Yeah. So. Anyway, and you can you can find uh, Andrew at Saint Station. You can find Kevin on the Tinders or Bumble, Bumble, Bumble. Okay, Bumble. Uh, uh and um, I am, and and of course, me and Kevin will be tweeting about uh the New Hampshire primary tomorrow on Twitter. Oh yeah, okay. and okay, okay, God, Bumble that, Madison. I think that's what... That's hilarious that that's tomorrow. It is. It's hilarious, and I know I'll probably lose like twenty followers because they they say they'll tweet at me. Stick to sports. My timeline I... is so annoying during the politics season. But I cannot. I cannot wait. It's going to be an SNL skit come to life. So it's going to just be... think. Of, just think of the children, guys, when you go heavy volume tweeting on the uh, the, the, the politics. On the politics, yeah. Well, think of the children. The children. So for Dave, who is MIA, probably uh, eating at Olive Garden secretly, he doesn't want people to know. Uh, and he, li- he liked it. So he liked much. it so he liked it so much. For Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed.